riling. Because <laughs> I got riled up. <laughs> hey, Jared, you want to you talk about Queen? <laughs> you feel like talking about Queen? Yeah, we should get to it. All right, man. How you, okay, well, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Jared. I'm doing good, too. I kind of threw that on you a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. Re- I was ready, though. But you look See, like you're I doing good. A, I was in a uh, I was in a real poised state there, and I was yeah just maintaining the flow. Let's listen to a little bit of Queen tonight, their See. second album, yeah. which is called. <laughs> That's how I found out Queen too, <laughs> as I was googling what is Queen's second album, dummy. Yeah, yeah. Another great band that that uh, pulled off uh, a second album named Van, Van Halen too. Yes. Queens, Van Halen too. Already we're in good company. They did it maybe like uh, a little less than 10 years later. Yeah, they're all copying Chicago, right? What's that? Chicago, Chicago did the numbered, the did numbered they, album. All, I don't think they ever didn't number an album. They got up to like 20-something, though. That's pretty good. <laughs> There's, okay, so what is it in a band that makes them want to not title it and just say, okay, put a number on the end Oh, you know. You you already know because it's naming <laughs> shit is the worst. It is the worst. It's genius, really, if you think about it. Just start number everything, like maybe if you're like uh, Led Zeppelin. Well, I when mean, you get to like five, you you're just feeling yourself. You can actually name an album. Sure, but as uh, artists and, and whatnot, there's a kind of a the the title is always uh, tied into the creation process. Somehow you either yeah. know it's coming yeah. or you're excited to title stuff or you totally fucking blow it by titling it something ridiculous. Which <laughs> is one of my favorite yeah. things about going to art shows. Yeah, that you get you let yourself off that hook too when you're numbering them. You kind of do. You just say we're we're Switzerland here. Yeah. We're just going right down the middle. Yeah. Cuz that's yeah. how they do it in Switzerland. Yep. They don't ski on this side or that side. Just hide down the middle, right? Where all the bank accounts are. <laughs> Switzerland didn't ask for that. I think we got people in, in Swiss, Switzerland. Yeah? Yeah. Do we actually? Listen, I think we got Switzerland landers. You ever been there? Nah. Let's go. All right. Let's go one time. Let's go visit these guys. We'll do a listener <laughs> show. <laughs> in their, their house. Room. In their bathroom. In the, while you're in the in bath. Your yurt. Have us talk to you while you're taking a nice hot bath. <laughs> bubbles, we don't need to see, you know. Plenty we of bubbles. We should start doing bath shows. All right. I mean, it's COVID, and, like, we'll just all be correct with our masks. And- I'm, I'm not going to say that we're actually even diverging from the idea of end-of-life days. Whoa. We're in bathtubs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're right. still hanging out, so we're basically halfway there. Easing into it. <laughs> we're bathway there. Yeah. Jared, this album was recorded in 1974. Okay. Came out, uh, you know, maybe a little in 73. Came out in Mar- on March 8th. A um, number of things happened on March 8th. We'll get, we'll get around to it at the split of the album. But what's nice about this, talking about the split, it's not side A or side B. Uh, yes. It's the white side. It's the black side. Yeah. Now, Brian May is credited for doing a lot of the composition on the white side. Yeah. Taylor gets in there towards the end. Um. Freddie credited for doing a lot of the composition on the black side. Yeah. It's touted as not a thematic al- or not a, a um, what do you call concept it? Concept album. album. But there's common themes that are running through the songs on each side. So there you yeah. go with more non committal uh, bullshit from yeah. Queen. <laughs> our, our, yeah, our songs <laughs> mean stuff. Album number two. <laughs> Might mean something. Might mean not, nothing. <laughs> These guys got a sense of humor. 
little cheeky boys. Yeah. OG. OGCB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of cutting the mold. Who's cheekier than Freddie? Nobody. He's he is the queen the queen of cheek. Freddie has this feedback loop of being excellent. Then you think you're over it. Then he doubles down <laughs> on being excellent, and he does that on so many you know yeah. levels of his life. You can have what you think is a little bit too much Freddie. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this going through the album. I was hitting a point where I'm like, yeah, this is about where I'm I'm, I'm kind of queened out a little Freddy bit. Freddie saturation. <laughs> And then they keep delivering, and it's yeah. undeniable. Yeah. That's, you know. It, greatest rock and roll singer to ever breathe air? I'm going with a, with a straight yes on it. I, I, I'm feeling it. That's the, number one. Yeah. Everyone else is, is just second place. A lot of second places, but yeah. that's everyone else. Yeah. Whew. All right. Well, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's listen to a song. Yeah, kick this album off with a funeral march. Why not, right? It's called Procession. A lot of Brian May. It's like Pink Floyd heartbeats. Yeah. <laughs> Who else could that be? It, it, exactly. That's the Brian May. One of the, his Brian May sound is. Uh, it's that ridiculous guitar right he made out of his old mantle from his him and his dad cut their mantle down and made a one-of-a-kind guitar and it sounds like that yeah now he's also playing through john deacon's uh gear right and deacon ended up making his own amps and there's something clever fella yeah there's some science in this band not a bunch of dummies no and so, except the guy that's in love with his car a little bit. Is that the drummer? <laughs> yeah, they, he pulls off such good stuff. He's he looks the best in a dress. I started. He's the hottest one when they cross dress. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> but the Brian May sound is, you know, like Eddie Van Halen's got a sound. Yeah. Brian May's got the sound. I'll let it roll in because that's pretty much as an intro. Sure, we're to going f- into father, father to son. Yes. Nope. <laughs> Brian May on the piano is on this track too. Okay. This is very like the Who opening, you know, this is totally quadrophenia or whatnot. Yeah. I get a lot of Who on this. Absolutely. Big, you can see him windmilling those chords up. Roger Taylor, you got Freddie Mercury obviously on vocals, Brian May on guitar, John Deacon on the bass, and also building amps. <laughs> if Brian May, what uh, an uh, astrophysicist and building guitars. Mm-hmm. Roger Taylor, I'm sure he could change a carburetor. Who was studying to be a dentist? Well, I think that was yeah. one of them. Yeah. yeah. All doctors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Freddie, absolutely doctor and killing it always. <laughs> What kind of music was Freddie was in Freddie if he was modest? I'm sure something brilliant, but yeah. this it, it's what I think we are, we can appreciate about him as the fucking number one um, is that he j- was throwing it out there constantly. Yeah, 
walking confidence. Yeah. He walked into the grave confidently, like dying to death and still just like doing the, sh- you remember that video for the show must go on and you're just like, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's like that last Johnny Cash video and you're like, oh, f-. but the show, mu- I mean, there you go. He summed it right up there. Right. Show must go on. Kind of feels like start to finish. Do you know what, uh, you put, um, Freddie Mercury's first band, or, or the band he was in before this, his name? Uh, Wreckage. <laughs> nice, though. Right? <laughs> Wreckage. Because this is a pretty heavy album, right? Yeah. Let's turn it up a bit. Somewhere between Zeppelin and The Who. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just putting this together, but I, I, I'm starting to think Andrew Brubaker and Brian May are cut from the same cloth in that they're really nice guys who for some reason can write clean, nasty shit. <laughs> and tall. And tall. Yeah. Yeah, right? That was nasty, but that was like... Poli- politely nasty. Nice. That yeah. was like a polite English gentleman's version of nasty. And this album has some fucking crazy sick riffs. Now that's a scientific term because mm-hmm. I want to stay with crazy. These guys. I, I'm sick trying to. Riffs. Did I mention to you that I I'm met Brian May and we're probably gonna do a thing together? But in real life, <laughs> in real life, I met, my, I met Brian May. This was kind of recent, right? It's like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we haven't talking. talked since then, but we had, had this. Yeah, it was a, had a thing. it's a deep soul vibe connection. Yeah. Well, what's happening here? Yeah, it's kind of a John Paul Jones baseline too. Yeah, I'm seeing this as a like last week when we're talking about U2 uh, still kind of showing their their influences that young in the in their career, like really on front. So everyone shows their influences, but they're, it's they're so near the surface when you're young. Yeah, and figuring it out. Well, you know, to go with that too is one of the reasons I was thinking this would be a great album for that follow up to U2 is because. Uh, they're forming their sound on this album. It's now, congealing. this isn't a critically acclaimed album when it came out, but they saved some of the songs that they wrote in 71, one even in 69 when Freddie started working Ogre on it. Ogre Fight. I can't yeah. wait to talk about Ogre Fight. <laughs> Ogre Battle. Ogre Battle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is you about know. an Ogre Fight. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, they, they had some of these songs, but they knew they couldn't pull them off with the money and uh, and resources for their first foresight. album. That's some foresight. That's some foresight. They're smart kids. On to it. Smart yeah. kids. <laughs> well, these kids are smart. And so uh, so they hold on to the song, and we're waiting for this opportunity to throw them down. Um, you know, it's pretty, pretty fucking cool, man. But, yeah, so they're, they're multi-layering overdubs. They're doing vocal harmonies on this album. Yeah, they kind of got their uh, Hey Jude outro here. Yeah. whole bunch of music styles that they're pulling from. And this album isn't what anybody was going to say is their best album. Might be their darkest or something. But I heard heaviest. Heaviest. Around. Um, but it parallels U2's October, where you can see where that band, where their tra- trajectory is about to hit or about to start. Right. 
coming off of this album. It's all coming together. Starting on to one. get a little bit of traction, and he's like, "Yep, we got a little bit of cash. We're gonna put that cash into this recording, <laughs> bring out some fucking classics, like Ogre Battle." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Kidding me? They just get better and better. It's like eating cake, and then the cake gets better the more yeah. you eat it. Just a mere like ten years later, he'd be writing about like um, the Highlander and shit, you know. Yeah, that, I mean, he was Why ready. He, he was practiced up. Flash Gordon. Like, any ogres in this movie, darling? When did Flash Gordon come out? Eighty, eighty-one, right around this. Uh, is seventy-four. This is, is there? Yeah, five, six. Huge by then. Oh yeah, that's like another one bites the dust era. I want to say just giant. Yeah, they were doing all right. Yeah. Oh yeah! Matter of fact, it was meant it was making the rounds on cable a year or two ago, mm-hmm. but there was a concert was on Palladia is where I saw it of Queen in 1981 in Montreal. I'm gonna say or Quebec. There's Montreal and Quebec. Yeah. Is Quebec a yeah. city or a province? Hey, it's a province. I told you about asking me questions. I don't know the answers. I'm to. S- I'm a, okay, one, two, three, province, and. Uh, it is sick, dude. Yeah. Like the only live performance I've seen of Get Down, Make Love, which you know, I know is one of your favorites. Oh, is one of mine. no shit, dude. He's wearing the shorty shorts. <laughs> he has got the, the short cut, you know, like the. Yeah. Red, uh, yeah, yeah. And he. Mustache. The little baby t shirt, and he is working it. Uh, <laughs> and the band, it, it's, they got this crazy colorful lights behind him, and, and it's really. It's probably the best Queen show I've seen. Like, I think it was better than Live Aid. Yeah. But uh, check that out on YouTube. You'll probably find it. Ah. Wow. Ah. Right. Should have ah. watched Yeah. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well, why would we talk? Oh, 81. Well, we're probably 81. We, 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 because of Flash Gordon. Ah, yes. And, and then and Highlander prior to that. Yes. Um, <laughs> and why? Th- these guys, they, they, like, Zeppelin was writing some mythologies taken from, oh, yeah, you know, Hobbits. Tolkien and, and, and whatnot. Um. These guys could just kind of they, they fit any they're like water fit any vessel they're put into, um, or anything that they're inspired by. They can do with a real, real earnest approach. Yeah, real connected real to the English fucking real just gumption. Stiff upper lip. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, you want something nasty? Let me try that. All right. <laughs> I've got a hard day today of expressing our feelings. <laughs> I want you all to go home and feel wonderful about yourselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know who they wanted to produce this album when they were given their druthers? David Bowie. You're right. Yeah, he Absolutely said, no, fuck right. off, I'm making better records. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but way to, way to swing. Yeah. What what would that what would this album have sounded like if Bowie was behind the board? Sure, oh that's a, that's a parallel universe right there. But they hooked up later. That's the thing. They they kind of orbit each other, and there is a specific Bowie performance that he had to drop out of. That these guys filled the gap that helped this album jump up a bit. No shit. Yeah, and it was on uh, top of the pops. And uh, they, Bowie's got to play Top of the Pops, uh, right? Fell head first into a vat of cocaine and couldn't He's make it. He's going, all of a sudden, he can't play Top of the Pops. And then, uh, so he drops out. Queen's in. They have like a week. They're like, you're going to be in Top of the Pops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't stop doing that. And, and so, so they play Seven Seas. Ah. And then decide 
That's the single. And the, that song was written. It's, what is the last song on this album? Uh-huh. Right? But that song was written to be kind of single-ish because their single off of their first album didn't fucking catch. Does that keep yourself alive? Yeah. Yeah. They sound similar. Yeah. And, and so uh, so they played that, and they were like, fucking put that out on the radio now. Put the EPs. <laughs> that's our single. We just were on TV kind of deal. Yeah, you Made the media run, and it, and it went into the top ten. Huh. It's probably the one album I, that I could Bowie. pull up. Bowie would have. How would that have sounded? Uh, it's the, it was the one song when I just gave a cursory glance to the track list. I was like, ah, Seven Seas Ride. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I like Queen. Actually, I love Queen. Not too familiar with this album. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not there on the familiarity. No. Plus, they have, I mean, who has better best of collections than Queen? As far as I know, there's three volumes thus far. Yeah. And I, I fuck with those a and they're lot. Like, they're all the best. I fuck with them a lot. So uh, albums have kind of blended into each other for me. I, I don't am. know anybody who's not happy when Queen comes on. <laughs> right. Even like those it's weird everybody. ones. It's like, hmm? Yeah. All right. This thing called love. Like, every <laughs> time I hear that, song. I have to remind myself that this is Queen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hillary, too. She's like, who is this again? That's Queen again. Because it's very unqueen. Yeah. But, but what is it? Hmm? Hey. Oh. The White Queen. As it began. Oh, that's so... <laughs> so Spinal Tap. I see trees of green. This is their third, and they're going into this slow, delicate jam. They're, they're kind of throwing everything out the window here <laughs> for what would make a good second album. Yeah, I like the vibe here. And make you listen to Other than, other than their uh, um, <laughs> second album titles, <laughs> great band harmonies. Yeah. And you got Roger Taylor, and you got Brian May, and you got Freddie Mercury doing the majority of them. Yeah. So it's three pieces, and they kill it. They absolutely destroy it, and they get better at it. Right. Like the Eagles or Def Leppard, you know? Yeah. Bands, they really had it down. Yeah. Alice in Chains. Yeah. Oh. You know. That was couple dudes killing it 
It kind of is. It's kind of <laughs> like what is not great when when people figure out when their voices sound good together, like um, Simon and Garfunkel, the Indigo Girls, or like yeah. the, those deep, like the, boy genius, the, yeah, Everly Brothers. Like when that shit is right, yep, you could sing almost anything. I think if people would like it, yeah. Nevertheless, like great songs, you're like hardwired to like it. Yeah. There's something in your yeah. What is yeah, it. yeah. It's deep in your DNA. So you want to know what this song's about? A white queen. Let me guess. And this is a Brian May. Oh, it's a Brian May penned. Um, oh, this whole out, this whole side. That's Brian right. May. With the white back queen. to back. Brian May. Is it like a star? Is it like something astrological? <laughs> <laughs> in a way, because in in one of oh. his classes, and I would love to think it was an astrophysics class, <laughs> um, there was a girl that he was secretly in love with. Okay. So now think White Queen and think that creepy dude who's tall with big Howard Stern yeah. over in the back side of the room. She watches the night and the night turns pale. And Lisa looks that way from behind this garbage pail and I'm peeking through. Right. <laughs> <laughs> class after class. And and so what I kind of feel is Brian Mayish, having met him, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is... Uh, he at some point finally confessed his love to her, and they're still good friends to this day. Oh wow! She friend zoned him immediately, and they still stayed good friends. And that's what the White Queen's about. No man. <laughs> I wouldn't tell that story if he, I was him, though. <laughs> he's so I think he's so direct and like yeah. earnest <laughs> that that is like, yeah, I loved her. And I told her, and then um, <laughs> I was just happy to be uh, friends with her. Because she thought I was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the best natural curls on the planet, though. Yeah, great head of hair. No perm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's solid white now, but it's holding, like, the hairline's holding fast. Don't it, tell me that's a weave. It was glorious to behold. Yeah. This oh, and the flat, how did, could you smell it? I didn't, I wasn't clear. He did walk, I held the door open for him when he walked out of the pizza shop. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get a. <laughs> I didn't give him. A, I didn't give him a sniff. Uh, I didn't want to be weird. I feel he, like uh, his hair smells good. So we're working. I bet. Yeah. Because look at it. Yeah. Um, we walked into this pizza shop uh, on the outskirts of London near the Kew Gardens. Which is a British New York dude. Anyway, <laughs> fucking. Let's be serious, Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, we're walking into the pizza shop. And there's a guy sitting in a booth facing the door, and there's hardly anybody else in the place except for the people who are cooking, and it's fairly open floor plan. And uh, my friend Manolo and I are shoulder to shoulder like Meathead and Archie Bunker walking through a doorway, <laughs> and we look up, and we're both like, get the fuck out of here. And he looks at me, and he goes, is he? like, didn't even say words, yeah. just went, is he? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then we sat down the booth right inside the door with our backs to the door f- facing Brian May. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and he was like four booths, three booths deep. And we had some friends, the other people who took the booth behind us and, and whatnot. And we're staring through them. And I pull up a fucking picture. I pull up, I type into Google. <laughs> <laughs> Brian May now. Yeah. And I look at all the photos, <laughs> and I just, under the table, turn to Manolo and show him. 
and he looks at me and and the photos is just like holy fuck because he's wearing the fucking yeah. red scarf he's got the, like the long coat on yeah he's wearing a t-shirt that is bohemian rhapsody promotional t-shirt for the movie oh yeah swag man. sweat all of it and we were like there's no fucking way that's an imperson I mean, you yeah. know imposter or whatever <laughs> holy shit that's fucking awesome i would say in a bohemian rhapsody t-shirt he's asking for it and he's executive producer so you know he got that shit for free <laughs> yeah <He's good. laughs> he hey. knows how to handle his money skin flint so uh, uh he walks uh, he stands up and uh walks towards us and to our right is a staircase that goes to i guess the second level of the pizza shop and he goes halfway up the stairs. So now we're getting a fucking different angle. And we're <laughs> like, that's this, uh, it's done deal. That's yeah. Brian May. He, at this point, he kind of noticed us. But we were being pretty good about not oogling. But we were oogling a little bit. Loki oogling. Yeah, we did, we're, we're pros. <laughs> Felt like we were pros. We've seen some shit. Yeah. Uh, some, some stars. Not impressed. <laughs> Except for this was insane. It was so <laughs> fucking cool, dude. It was so you cool. You got to get a little starstruck in the presence of... Brian we, May is he, he not been knighted yet? Is he not I think Sir he Brian is. May? I think he's knighted. Yeah, I'm gonna call him that uh, anyway. I just knighted him. How you like that? I'm with, yeah, that's I'm with right. That. I got as much authority as the Queen of England. Dude's fucking done. <sighs> and and eventually collects one of his grandkids. It seems like his daughter's got two kids running around. Gets one of the grandkids. Grandkids got a little dinosaur backpack. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. He has her on a tether, and they go towards the door. And I hold the door open. And I say, have a good day. And he said, we should do some projects in the future. <laughs> and slipped his card into your uh, front pocket. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Beautiful story. Really, you should call him up. I mean, I know you're just, you're trying to play it cool and everything, but you sh- really should get a hold of him. Listen. He he obviously wants you to. I, well, okay. I think you're right. One. And two, <laughs> maybe you produce us. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip produce that Produce this pass. podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Us and uh, fucking. All right, enough of that shit. That's a true story, though. I met Brian May. It's fucking awesome. Hold on, I just. Okay, sorry. I almost destroyed my headphone cord. This song is called Someday, One Day. That's that one day you met Brian May. A lot of uh, acoustic. Coostery. Yeah. Going on. They like to they like to push the sonic envelope. Brian singing. Okay, I was like, uh Freddie sounds different. Yeah. He's, he's thinking about what that means. He knows. He's kind of got like a Mark Boland quality T Rex to his voice. I like it. Funny how the pages like quavering. Right, he's got his own tremolo. Yeah. Right above his diaphragm. <laughs> his dad installed it <laughs> from a piano leg he carved. Yeah. 
took the legs. Their whole piano is two inches shorter now, so he could do that. <laughs> Yo, your piano got lifts. <laughs> <laughs> no, my lips are made out of the uh, bathroom uh, window, so. <laughs> Did it over the music, too. Nothing I can do about it. I like how fucking Taylor explores the kit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't Neil Peart it, you know, who's all over the kit as well. But fucking Roger Taylor is all over the kit in a thematic way. It's like if you had Neil Peart and you had, uh, fuck, uh, from the doors. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, that guy. Mix him up a little. Yeah. Mm. No, that's was, a guitar player. Yeah. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You want to do their second just, album? Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's, he's theatrical. We, yeah. Theatrical, but, but it'll, take, it'll take it for a walk. <laughs> take that fucking drum kit for a walk. It's inventive. It's imaginative. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like Larry Mullen last week. Imaginative. Yeah. Playing to go. the song. Playing there you go. The, yeah. Like Larry Mullen near Pier. Yes. Fucking had a little... little batch of whatever whipped up next to each other <laughs> they're not just playing beats they're playing drum playing parts the song. right yeah. Boom. I'm sorry I just stepped on you with that one because drum parts was the one <laughs> why are you picking on me I'm not picking on you Jared mm. getting even more of like I gotta figure out there's a song by T-Rex called Ballroom of Ballrooms of Mars. I think I've even brought it up on this show before. Yeah. With the crazy overlapping swirling guitars. I think Brian May had a few T-Rex records in his catalog. I think so. T-Rex was around this time. And they were massive. Like T-Rex to see, baby. They were like, he was like the next Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, their photographer for this album... Um, guy named mick rock oh fucking awesome photographer awesome name for a photographer <laughs> and you know they say he's the man who shot the 70s basically so he's, yeah, he's kind of the dude yeah the ramones sex pistols you got Joan jet bowie t-rex you know yeah. sid barrett motley crew blondie <laughs> motley I, know, I had to throw that one in there <laughs> but this i mean fo- they look cool in photos and the the photos they shot for this album they they show up these photos and Mick Rock's photos of Queen show up throughout their career. Was it Mick Rock who took this this album cover photo? Yeah. Ah, which yeah. is like uh, their ape in the Marlene Dietrich picture that's on the inside of the album where she's all uplit. Yeah, uh, or d- downlit. It's How a, is that? Uh, uplighting. Uplighting. I think it's uplighting. Yeah, which. Which means downlighting. It's like front stage is actually backstage. <laughs> Center stage, stage, stage is actually right. to the right. Yeah. Like a square is not a rectangle, but a rectangle is a square. Sometimes. Yeah. I didn't know Mick Rock took that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's just they're, st- they're steeped right in the middle of the 70s here. <laughs> 1974. A lot yeah. of stuff going on. Punk hasn't really come together yet. Very much like... Wow. The big thing, probably at least in the UK, is like all the really uh, uh, pr- proggy stuff, like yeah. the Genesis and and Yes and Yes. And 
We're going to see some of that prog shit come out on the second half of this album, bro. <laughs> yeah, the Freddy side, the black side. Like, this is this is a sleepy beginning to an album. Uh-huh. There isn't a lot that's fucking hitting. Now, there's a couple tunes off of the, the beginning here, Procession and, and, mm-hmm. and Father. They, they'll play those live. They'll come around to play those live. Um, they they kind of become mm-hmm. part of the live set for a little bit. But it's still it's still sleepy. You know, so far they're not they're breaking from convention or maybe convention hasn't been formed yet. Uh, you know, mm. um, 1974. Where were you when not born yet? <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like album still pretty fresh idea. There isn't the the pop standard of you got to hit right. it on the third one. And rock and roll is only 20 years old at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're grabbing so many different influences and and just slamming them together it's really cool and uh um kind of indicative of the band members they're all bringing these talents they know that they're really good together yeah. and they couldn't none of them could write all of this shit if on their own right and just clever dudes like maybe up for like smartest rock band yeah they're up there it's a good one except i know that i know that like with the lead singer for the uh uh, the offspring has like a bunch of doctors and Dexter. stuff. Dexter, yeah, Dexter. Like, like he might be a, like a legit genius. Yeah, so whatever. see, it doesn't really have I an know, effect on the music. You, want, you, you make. want okay? Here's evidence against that that he's not a genius. Use dweeb in a song. That's true. Uh, that's that's a not a genius no. move. <laughs> Fucking don't do that. Dweeb. Yeah. Let no. me ask what other musicians have used dweeb in a song. <laughs> Your Honor, I rested my case. <laughs> Not a genius. No. I, he might be good at fucking lawyering. Could you be. Know? Yeah. Wordplay. Smithing. Oh, no, wait. He used Weaving a song, so that's no, not it. Not a wordsmith. Uh, I would say these guys are smart. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Rage Against the Machines up there, or at least maybe like two-thirds or something. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> I mean, no offense to the rhythm section, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Just being real here. <laughs> you got to get drunk. Thank you. <laughs> Let's, moving on, because we love rage. That was someday, one day. Yeah. The loser in the end. All right. I like this. Who isn't? We've got to sample that. Ooh. That's some flangy drum, too. Ooh. Oh, we're way back in, in the Who territory right now. Call me the seeker. Who do you think wrote this song? Is this the drummer wrote this one? <laughs> yeah. Is he singing? Yeah. yeah. I, I, he's got a good voice. They all got good voices. They're killer. Sorry, but there's only going to be one guy that's the best singer in Queen. What are you going to do? <laughs> right. Right. Which they all know, too. And they're still doing their tracks. Yeah. He's got a real Pete Townsend kind of voice. He does it. Yeah. Especially when he gets shouty. You're right. Yep. <laughs> I'm not mad at this song. Dun, dun, dun. That's Buick McCain by T Rex, though. <laughs> dun, dun. Or Children of the Revolution. Drop a Rolls Royce. Nice. Oh. Somebody dropped something somebody on a Tom. <laughs> Sorry, Mike fell. Hey, um, <laughs> I said, <see, laughs> it was Brian May walking by with a fucking book, dropped it on his floor, Tom. <laughs> Dude, that changes uh, 
It's killing me what it's like. <laughs> the ooh ooh is, saves it. It really does. Seeing this live would be sick. Yeah, this is Brian May pretending he's in mountain right now. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi Queen out your ass. I wonder if he sang it playing drums. Oh, right, if they did it live. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, he, he's talented enough. Way more than Peter Chris. He's way more talented than Peter way Chris. Way more than yeah, way. No disrespect, but I don't respect him. Oh, he's dead. Respect I gotta you. respect him. No, I don't. Thanks for helping me talk that myself through that. This fucking change coming up is killing me. What it's what it's so much like. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah he's singing, man. He's singing his ass off. Little Leslie guitar in the background too. Oh, nice! I've heard some like Lenny Kravitz B sides that were meant to sound like this too. Oh yeah! Right down to the dirty drum sound. silly at the end yeah i like that that's kind of a groove for some for some uh stuffy british kids yeah it's again a little similar to u2's october where they're obviously pulling from different genres but yeah they're playing it earnestly you know mm -hmm. they, they're coming they're coming straight down the barrel with it yeah they meant it way to fade out on a drum solo though it's kind of what you have to do, it, it, <laughs> unless you end with the cha-cha-cha, which is you get one in a career. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, like, you're on probation. <laughs> that was, that's the that's the end of the, of the white side, I believe. That's the end of the white side. That was the white side. That brings us into the fucking halftime show. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have it today. You got nothing? <laughs> I got nothing. Dude, I got you, bro. <laughs> Thanks. I got you, bro. I'm going to tell you all about this stuff. What was going on in the world today. Takes everything you got. Is that Gerald Ford in the off, in office at this point? In 1974, around this time, Nixon resigns. Oh. Maybe, maybe a little before. Um, we got, I mean, fucking world events, sure. We got Golda Meir. Meir, she resigns. Hmm. We got fucking... Rumble in the Jungle is happening uh, around so these times. Yeah, and Hunter S. Thompson spent the whole thing in the pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got May 8th. This album comes out. May Same day the last episode of the Brady Bunch airs. Ooh, coincidence? More than likely. Nah, it's probably coincidence. Um, and, and then later on in this year, fucking um, 
let's see, movies that came out. Man with the Golden Gun. There's <laughs> always a Bond movie. We can always find a Bond it's, movie. I love every it. time. And what's going to be special about this time, it's a Roger Moore movie. Is that his first? I don't know if it's his first, but it might be his first because oh. that's 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 early. That's early. Seventy four. Yeah. Yeah. Death Wish comes out. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's Lenny comes out. Oh right. Fucking Blazing Saddles comes out. <laughs> and with a double up, Young Frankenstein comes out. Gene Wilder Shit. for the win. What a year. Yeah. And then Zardoz comes out, which <laughs> is why Sean Connery was probably not in Man with a Golden Gun. It's like, no, I got a sci-fi flick I want to do. Listen, <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz. Wow. Oh, they made Man with the Golden Gun, and he was busy doing Zardoz. Yeah, I know. That sucks, to be right? fair, I've never seen Zardoz. I've only seen clips, and it looks like a looks overlong like Star Trek episode. Yeah, it looks with like With no spaceships. I'm in the same boat with that. Um, and then, of course, on May 23rd, no 1974. No disrespect to <laughs> once again. Chris Pfeiffer was born. In the year 1974. Yeah. June? May. 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 Brian May. If you hear wow. this, let's do something together. <laughs> <laughs> the year that brought us Fife. How about yeah. that? Let's not dwell on that. I'll celebrate it. I celebrate your whole catalog, Chris. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Let me let me look through my notes before we jump in to this the fucking black side. Okay. All right, we talked about the first side yet? Yep. Uh, mostly Brian May, you said. Yeah. And that Freddie gets his pen together for the second half. Did I mention that this is similar to U2's second album <laughs> and that uh, some of these songs were written uh, prior to this album because they wanted to save it for when they had dough? Yeah. That's a good insight, Jared. All right, what do you say we listen to the fucking second side? This is this is the formation ogre battle. It opens <laughs> it up, and, and I, re I read that not only did uh, Freddie write this, but he wrote it on the guitar. And I don't ever really think of him playing guitar. He's like a piano dude to me. Yeah, but he got riffs. Freddie got riffs. Yeah, it's been uh, Brian May even tells a story of him writing it around 1971, and uh, it's. The song is called Ogre Battle, and it's about ogres battling. Not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, that's fucking dope. I just wins. Flanged wins. They'll set a stage. You, you just flip the record over your highest shit in 1974 and you're trying to figure out what this is. There you are, Freddy. Right. 
Fucking badass. Yeah, that's nice. So, I mean, to to make comparisons to the first side and the second side, I, I mean, this one's coming out flying. It's fun that it, this is the second side. They, I mean, you'd start the fucking album with this. Do they start the album with this? Or is this Depends th- how stoned you are when you put the record on. You yeah, right. Side B first. And uh, I'm going to say one person was put in the friend zone in his life, and I'm going to say Freddie was not put in the friend zone. This is no, not he, friend zone Freddie puts song. you in the friend zone. He puts you in the Fred zone. Yeah. Ridiculous, it's great. Now I kind of feel like I know which one's Freddie Wright's, maybe. Yeah. Because obviously there's something very different. It's the same dudes playing, but this song is a little different. They are a band that kept track of who wrote what. Really? Yeah. That comes up with the seven C's. Uh, Um, Some note counters. There's some note counters. And with the seven C's in particular, Freddie wrote that in like 69, uh, right at the end of Wreckage. Yeah. But when he wrote it, he had some cool riffs that he would sing to. And then obviously that song is more than just a few acoustic guitar riffs and something you sing to. Right. But... Before they knew how much the bean counters were counting, Freddie claimed the song. He said, I wrote that song. And then Freddie got the percentage for that song. Mm. And Brian May tells the story of, we didn't know it was that important to <laughs> split hairs <laughs> yeah. at that point. Now you know. And we found out years later it was. Uh, later. later. Always later. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Uh, little people with coke trays on their head is not cheap. You need all the cash you can get. <laughs> Do you know what I think is a constant? Another gong, God damn it! The parties Freddie Mercury threw on Earth and throws in heaven. Probably <laughs> the same party. Catering's probably better on Earth. Yeah, you think? It's hard to find cocaine in heaven, or is it everywhere? Is that and then is it not fun if it's everywhere? Is it only fun if you're not supposed to have it? I th- I think these are all questions. It's a conspiratorial drug, really. Is like, <laughs> I think it's only really cool because I think if you really want to drive coke out, they just legalize it. Yeah, yeah. I think you can just have fun in heaven. <laughs> Uh, you w- anything else you want to say about uh, ogre ogre battle? No, that's about what I got for ogre battle. That is so. Just thank you for writing a song about ogres fighting. And with the, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, it has the the, the drums are are bringing this stampede kind of you know um march to it. Little uh, Braveheart, fucking two two um armies clashing or an ogre battle. Maybe an ogre battle is only like fucking sixteen ogres. <laughs> you know, it's not it's, it's not like mono, nine on one side, mono, seven uh, ogre. on the other. <laughs> not just one on one. I was picturing a one on one ogre. F- I guess a bat that would be an ogre fight. That'd be an ogre fight. Ogre battle requires yeah. 
a, a gang of ogres? I have okay. One, right after this podcast, I'm gonna try to buy ogrebattle.com and gangofogres.com <laughs> because I think we have some future projects together to do, my friend. All right, <laughs> to do together, my friend. Uh, no, that's about that's about a habit. Except for you know the the beginning and the end is played in reverse. Yeah, right. That weird shit at the beginning was actually the end. Yeah, being played backwards. Cheeky, cheeky. Satanic messages abound, I'm sure, in there. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody was played backwards on Backward Masking Unmasked, and apparently it's fun to smoke marijuana. That's another one bites the dust. Oh, another one bites the dust. It is true. They had it in two songs. That is true, though. I know that. Why would I know that? (laughs) It's true that it says that, and it's true that it is that. It's fun to smoke marijuana. I know that. Why would I know that? (laughs) Um, the oh wow, okay, this one's a mouthful, right? The fairy feller's master stroke. Yeah. What? Inspired by a painting. Oh. And a painting that Neil Gaiman, uh, Neil Gaiman, the Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Fell in love with as something that he and Freddie Mercury have in common. With you got to see this fucking painting in real life. You might see you get a print of it, and it's not that that big of a deal. Queen on some of the editions included a print of that painting mm. in some of their media and uh and apparently it's, it's pretty good but seeing, <laughs> see, seeing it in real life is going to make you write a song about it is that the name of the painting that, is the fairy the feller's painting. master stroke you got it i'm picturing this painting and now <laughs> the fucking note picture some of this the fucking or listen to this the vocal harmonies between fucking merc may and fucking tay three three way the three-way Merc May and Tay all fucking right. coming at you all day. Oh. Was that a slide whistle? <laughs> sure. I don't condone that. Right around the time, I was thinking to myself, I think, I, I think I'm good with Queen for a little bit. This <laughs> <laughs> is sublime, sublimely silly. Yeah. Which they would keep that to the end, too. I can't watch Flying Circus all day. Yeah. You know? But I watch it's, a bunch of episodes in a row. Yeah, man. And then after a bit, you're like, I, that was, that was a good this one from enough the, for the year. Got this one from the Ministry of Silly Songs. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a silly beat. Yeah, that's a silly groove. This is like bad acid trip at the zoo kind of music. We, I, what I love is their full commitment to. If if Roger Taylor's gonna do a song, Brian May's got compositions, Freddie's got ideas. They fight John Deacon throw him in there too. He's building amps for everybody. They once they decide to commit, they go full commitment. It's All not right. half ass. I'm gonna fine. I'll bring it. You want me to sing like a fucking genius on this song? <laughs> sure. I'll do it. That's what I do every day. 
Right? <laughs> yeah, you never. They don't have an authenticity problem. Right. You believe that's that's that? Of course, Freddie would write this song. With the feds. And this is when glam rock is really taken off. This is like peak glam. This is, uh, yeah, which I mean, Bowie's doing his. I, he, I think Ziggy's done, but he's already he's Halloween Jack or whatever. But he's still yeah, he's canceling, still glam. Canceling Papa the fucking Papa the Papa the Dop Papa 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 Roach Papa the Pops Papa Roach. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, Papa the Papa Roach. <laughs> oh, so that just runs right into Nevermore. It does. Is this a, we're going to roll right into Nevermore. song about Edgar Allan Poe? These guys read too much. Nah, this song's about heartbreak, but yeah. Uh-huh. But funny enough, he uses the word, or do, is Quoth? it one word? Nevermore, <laughs> earlier in the album. Uh, oh, <laughs> so that was, that's really Brian's fault, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much delicious overlap between their absurdities. Yeah, they're both eccentrics. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think probably all four of them are, right? That's be. what. That's the magic gotta be four completely eccentric british motherfuckers kind of confluence only happens once every yeah so often yeah i'm sure brian may could tell you how often yeah like comets (laughs) (laughs) this does not sound like the who no (laughs) or zeppelin or this is as silly as it is, this is Queen. And that's pretty silly. Short and sweet. Those must not have been that bad of a heartbreak. Yeah. Oh. Little yin and yang here. What? This next song. We're going into the March of the Black Queen? Yeah, we ever had the White Queen from the White Side. Oh, sure. We had the Black Queen from the Black Side. Yeah. I know that. Why don't you know that? Do you like that one? I, I'm a fan of that one. That's Martin Short. Uh, where from? Uh, one of his characters, Nathan Thurm, the lawyer from <laughs> from SNL. All right. Oh, man, it's a good character. Uh, but yeah, the March of the Black Queen. Oh, and this one, had, dude, there's a little explicit tag on this one. Draw some motherfuckers in here? Do they? I don't know. It's I, it's, I was the first one I've seen pop up with the explicit March of the Black Queen God got damn, a foul. I, I don't know. Black Queen got a foul. I mouth. mean, do you, do you want to do you want to know what I know about this song? Tell me what you're going know. into this. Freddie sings in his range in this song two and a half octaves. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a that's that's a lot. It's a healthy amount. And he said about writing this song, this is their second longest song. Oh shit. Bohemian, yeah, six and a half minutes is is the first longest is their longest song. You're gonna see fucking seeds of Bohemian Rhapsody all over this fucking okay. tune. This is indicative of where they're going. Second album showing you where this band is about to this blow up ha- into. This could happen. Yeah, yeah. Radio scale. fucking head did that. Fucking radio head did that as well. <laughs> um, they also fucking <laughs> they play polyrhythmic polymeter on this oh, song they're playing no. in 8-8 eight, eight. they're playing in 12-8 you said it was getting proggy they're getting proggy they're All getting right. they're really stretching here and it's it's just it we, you know we got a long song i'm sure we're going to talk over it a little bit but they they s- started sculpting <laughs> big pieces I'm sure we'll find a play a way place to wedge ourselves in here <laughs> around these parts 
opening track on Muses Absolution. Right? Armageddon, please. I'm immediately seeing a lot of Muse in here. All, oh, yeah, as, as if. No, yeah, no, we have figured out that Muse love to listen to Queen, but uh, yeah. Trying to keep it fresh. <laughs> that was my real fresh observation. <laughs> Muse is into Queen. Funny thing is, it's like that super high one. That's not Freddie. That's uh, the blonde guy, Taylor. Yeah, I like drummer, blonde drummer's name Taylor. Like Hawkins. He seems like a good shit. Yeah. Roger Taylor. That's a lot of shit going on right there. Meatloaf would have blushed at that one, okay? This is, well, I'm thinking, where's Jim Steinman right now? Smoking weed, listening to this record. Well, you know, 1974, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell wasn't too much after this. So he's already, he's hustling, doing, hustling, doing. Is that a fucking Mm -hmm. term? Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, this reminds me of Meatloaf. It, it was hitting yeah, me today. Yeah, you're trying to spit out that many uh, syllables. Yeah. Jim Steinman starts more notes. Starts doing <laughs> more notes. Yeah. Not too many. There cannot be too many notes. Yeah. Like oh, Amadeus. Did you watch that the other night when you texted I me? totally did, dude. Sick Director's movie. Cut. Watched yeah. it. Took me a couple days. That night, and then I revisited the I morning. I did it in two pieces as well. Yeah. Worth. Yeah. Worth. It's so good. <laughs> For me, What's his second album? What's Mozart's, Mozart's second, second album? album? Let's do that shit. <laughs> the second symphony? There was a there was a Halloween party I missed out on last year, and uh, the theme was going as rock stars. Everybody goes a rock star, and I wanted to go as Mozart. Hell yeah, the first be fucking rad. The first. Besides, like the one dude that played the log real good in the in the cave. Always had the best mushrooms, you know. He was probably it. Probably, he was probably the first. He was getting all that cave woman just, just poo nanny. Just don't do that. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying about the the, the d- days. Uh, what's the rhapsody? Yeah. The shape of things to come mm-hmm. is coming. Yeah, this song kind of wraps it up for the whole album. And their, I'll try to say this word again, trajectory. Mm, very good. It's one of the ones I have trouble saying. Familiarity. <laughs> Fuck that <laughs> That's word. not a real word. Like, n- nobody can say a word. vocal approach there's a lot of that like Eddie Van Halen does with his volume knob the swells the swells they swell well totally that tone again 
I had a uh, an old. Uh, remember the days of digital uh, guitar effects, <laughs> like yeah. an old rack mount digital like thing you plug into, <laughs> and it just had all the all the settings were already in there, man. Or just dial through them. You said whoever you want to sound like. Actually, their Queen setting was pretty sick. Yeah, because it had the detune doubler. <laughs> so well, really, whatever you played sounded exactly like Queen. I remember I I could never use it in like for a practical purpose but it was fun to mess around with in your basement yeah that's like that's got to be some kind of pedal because that's before whammy pedals were ever invented he's got some kind of uh, detuning going on harmonizing listening or coming up as a guitarist was there anything you were getting from brian may did was, did he stand out oh, yeah. as far as like technique eddie van halen hammer-ons and yeah. stuff or you yeah, sound Brian sound was the so yeah the sound the tone, tone the, like nobody could sound like him yeah unless you had that piece of equipment that I had but uh, no I definitely was uh, latched onto that pretty quick like he had a cool sound he just whatever he played or his tones were always nasty too like just think of uh, we will rock you yeah and it's really just guitar and and and, and that it's it's nasty there's there's a way he was with his tone he could drop into this real dry sound like in we will rock you like when he solos and nobody else is playing which is a fucking queen move where a it's bold like move. everybody drops out and he's gonna play eight bars of a of the beginning of a solo fucking it's like shaving dry it's like how they did fucking john j rambo in that in the in the prison cell with his you know made him flip out and start that whole incident only get rid of all the lice. Did I tell you I, ever, I met Brian Dennehy as well? Same Same day? No, different <laughs> day. But as far as the famous Brian's I've met, both of them, excellent people. We're all, we're all going to try. <laughs> Next up, Brian Adams, hopefully. God, God willing. I'd like to meet him. I don't know if I'd do a project. And a lot of these songs like to connect. Yeah, did we did we meld already? We just did. This is funny how love is. Now this song. Ooh, shakers. Yeah. Castanets. Castanets. Uh, big fan. This song was created in the studio and never played live. Ooh. Reason is, Freddie does Castanets. some fucking <laughs> you know, and some. Crazy high pitch shit. Vocal craziness. Plus, it's it's like some of the, it, it, you know, a little Abbey Road going on here. It's some of, yeah. Technically, it's a song, but you couldn't start and stop it. I mean, you can stop <laughs> yeah, it, but like you gotta get, yeah, you gotta hit the ground running with that song. Sounded a lot like yes right there actually. Is it castanets are mixed higher than the drums? Yeah. That was a big argument. The <laughs> castanet player got more percentage than Roger Taylor. Yeah, well, you should have paid attention. <laughs> castanet guy was on his about his business. Take care of his chickens, man. You know. Watch the pennies and the dollars take care of themselves. (laughs) 
Uh, what else am I getting off of this? I'm getting a little Crosby, Stills, and Nash off of this. As far as like they could do harmonies like this and yeah. they do harmonies like this. Wooden ships, man. We're we're Queens dipping into with some of these harmonies and those big uh, choiric swellings in the background. It, it, it's a little bit after a while it it becomes it separates me a little bit from the music where Crosby, Stills and Nash, Simon and Garfunkel, they're all trying to make this gel tone. Yeah, you know? these are these are their version of the wall of sound. You know? Yeah, yeah, and these these are purposely purposely operatic or 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 angelic mm -hmm. you know they kind of like to hit those triggers and i think that's something freddie mercury brings to some of his compositions is hitting sonic triggers grandiosity yeah 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 grandiosity. you know what i mean no it really there's no there's no space in that yeah and it is a wall of sound so we would we just do we were coming off of uh the march of the black queen right into funny how love is so what Freddie Mercury said about writing the March of the Black Queen is I want to give it everything to be self-indulgent self-indulgent or whatever. <laughs> so he wants to put everything I want to give it everything to be self-indulgent or whatever. Yeah. Apparently indulgent is a fucking word I can't <laughs> say Jeez, I can't even blame it on my teeth anymore. I just think it's I'm not good. <laughs> it, to be fair, it was pr it was pretty self indulgent as well. Indulgent, yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that. It was. Um, <laughs> so, so we basically have one song left, and it's the Seven Seas. Rye. Yeah. Is it like a sea full of like rye whiskey? That's what I picture. Like seven of them, even. I I'm just... not sure what he's talking about here. <laughs> And it's it feels like some sort of coastline approaching. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, it's very but British, they're not Vikings. Very British Isles. Like I think you have to know. <laughs> like you hear that? Oh, the oh the Seven Seas of Rye. Oh, that yeah. old tale near the Isle of yeah the, uh, the Isle of Lucy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm prepared then. Yeah. Uh, this is uh. This is a good song. This is a good song. Is, I'm gonna go ahead and That's say. a good song. <laughs> Diamond. That bright. Oh my god. This is basically bad out of hell. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a groove. We didn't get to talk about his tight 70s snare. I'm a big fan of the <laughs> yeah, tight 70 snare. He'll have different sounding drums on different tracks, too. Right, it's not the, a stock drum sound for him. Exactly. Which is awesome, because that, that tells me that the band cared about him being like, let me play some other shit over here, I'll try right. this. And seems like really supportive. Hey, I just found my castanets, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, tambourine. We'll play. You can play them on the song. We're never going to play live. <laughs> <laughs> but how is this not, you know, um, keep yourself alive? It's like an update. Yeah. 
It's like their second shot at keep yourself alive. Keep yourself alive was supposed was their single off of their first album. Didn't do so well. Yeah. And not their best. And like even now when I hear it, it's not like my favorite. Queen no, song. but it moves. That True. Song moves. It's a crocodile rock kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song moves, but you know I don't. You don't have to hear it all the time. <laughs> Probably don't want to play it. Yeah. Um. But what they learned from that one, for not staying to or not having constructed the typical second album format with this this album Queen 2 quicker faster like I'm not doing with this point in that they decided we gotta cut the long guitar intro and just get right into the don't bore us get to the chorus yeah didn't these guys go on to write a song called like Dragon Attack where God Queen's got a song called Dragon Attack. I know that. Why would <laughs> I think my brother Dave played it for me. I was like, what? I thought, you know, you, you think you know some Queen. Thinking you could pull out a song called Dragon Attack. Ah, uh, they got everybody down at the pub. <laughs> I was in a pub in the Netherlands. When the owner, who was an Irishman, was fucking hammered. And this is maybe like 1030 at night. racist now. <laughs> and, uh, and he, I have recording to this. He led the bar. I've heard this. Yes, you have. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was such a cool moment. <laughs> Just being like, and you, it was so nice to listen to someone just keep singing the same chorus, like get in the the loop of mm-hmm. I can't find my way out of this part, which yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody can do to you. Uh, it can leave you in a quandary. You you sing Galileo, Galileo, <laughs> and then you go to the next line, and then you find yourself back at Galileo, Galileo mm-hmm. again. And you're not upset because people will jump on, but everybody knows we're doing this. My favorite was that he sang in a very thick Irish accent. So now we have gone and thrown it all away. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I still, I still got those. That, but that's weird sequencing on this album. Like, why would you end with that and begin where they did? Yeah, like I, okay, you know, artistic expression, whatever. Yeah, it it's like a literal ramp up. They started soft and ended just galloping. Yeah, kind of backwards. Yeah, I would have, you know, if I could, if in my infinite wisdom, I would resequence this and it'd be a little more of a gray sides. Like I'd throw some of the whites onto the blacks. I would integrate this record. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more. Um they did it on purpose. They separated them on purpose. They wanted to make it, again, not a concept album, but have similar themes and were just like group them together. Who knows if that was a corporate decision or whatnot, or if they were taking a little bit of ownership on their um, arrangement. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the case. Yeah, sure. These, I don't think, you know what, I don't think anyone on the corporate end could have come up with any of that. <laughs> Like, listen, guys, uh, really would like it if you gave us more of that weird. Ah, ah, ah. And then you, you still got that weird guitar? Yeah, keep yeah. playing it. Hey. No, they're just like, ah. Hey, listen, by the way, the drummer's got a kick and track. <laughs> I'm thinking we're end of the first side. Obvious? Yeah. It's obvious. Obvious. Obvs. 
So, do you know uh, what some of the reviews or uh, one of the reviews of this album was? You, had, you said at the top of the show was not that well received. Was so it all it, great? Is it mean tweets time? Uh, excessive and self indulgent. Fair. <laughs> Which is what Freddie wanted to do on one of his songs. That's like the whole. That's Queen's mission statement, isn't yeah. it? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were fucking magnificent at doing it, you know. Um. I wouldn't, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have arranged this album at all the way they did. Um, and it's going to take me a, a number more listens to see if I, if I, if I get it or not. Yeah. Um, but I like all the tracks on here. Uh, you, you could probably pull some deep cuts and add, add them to your mixtape and send them off to your <laughs> girlfriend in ninth grade. Yeah. Um, do they still listen to Queen nowadays? I think they do. I think like they're like on their third wave around because, um, yeah, my kids know that Bohemian Rhapsody song. They, they know hell because they show up in these. They license them out to these cartoon movies. They're all watching they're like, oh, yeah, that's the that's the song from Zootopia or whatever. I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah how, how nice. do you know this song? Good. Yeah. Fucking Quince was singing uh, fucking Leonard Cohen lyrics the other the other day. I'm like, well, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> Yeah. I know that. <laughs> That's what she said. So why would I know that? It's from uh, over like Amazing Friends, uh, Spider. Uh, no, Batman, Justice League, <laughs> Justice League, and the Amazing Friends. They got Leonard Cohen in there teaching the children. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the Hall of Justice. Oh, that was a uh, Ted Knight. No. Yeah. 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 Wow. You're lying. He's fucking with me too much. You play too much, Chris. I, I, you know, I don't think I play as much as uh, I get a reputation for playing. You a player? No. You a player's player? No. No. Um, I, I've got, dude, we just got a quarantine lockdown again. I mean, I don't even know if we're supposed to be in the same room together. Well, the restraining order has always said no to that, but. <laughs> we flaunt that regularly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess if you got a little time on your quarantine uh, life, maybe just listen to like all three volumes of the Best of Queen, and I don't think you could be mad at too much of it. Yeah. Because see, you might be, you know, this bet gets you, bet you dragon battles or dragon fight, dragon lords. What was the song? Do you know what dragon I, attack? Dragon attack. <laughs> we got ogre battle, dragon attack. I think there was Wizard Walk. Which is <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to start this dance craze that so they just could not get out of the gates. Everybody do the Wizard Walk. Let's say it to the dais. Um, so you could basically spin, you know, if you, you don't want to play Wheel of Fortune or whatever, you could, you could just spin any Queen song, all, all of the Queen songs. Take a pick. Throw it on an album. Take a pick, throw it, throw it on or mixtape <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You're probably statistically gonna have a sick fucking album. They're all gonna, gonna be finely crafted tunes. Yeah. yeah. They could make some finely crafted bullshit too. Yeah. But at least it was finely crafted. Yeah, for sure. It's like those really expensive cars <laughs> where the electric windows break right away. <laughs> Real fancy cars are just like, ah, but the, you know. Yeah. Windshield wipers get stuck on like high all the time. Yeah, well, you know that's a thing with these. That's yeah. It's good when it's raining heavy. 
<laughs> that's queen they are like a really expensive foreign car really impressive the amount of craftsmanship is unbelievable mm-hmm. Ooh, hit or miss on like getting you there right <laughs> it breaks down yeah the, the, the jaguar yeah. jaguar had yeah. historical Old electrical Jags. problems catch on fire man yeah catch, catch on fire man <laughs> jaguar catch on fire man <laughs> That's there we go, Queen's a Jaguar, yeah, really like a top of the line Jaguar though. Like the interior is like, Mwah. No, all the all the parts are good. Yeah, every now and then they're just not. Is it? Yeah, just uh, something breaks. Yeah, dome line hasn't really worked in two years, but mm-hmm. it's fine. If you were, uh, would you put Queen on on a on desert island is there any queen i, I don't know a lot mm. of queen albums so th- I, this maybe is an unfair question but okay i'm i'm trying to sculpt it instead sculpt of desert up. island disc you have a 100 songs okay that you get to bring to whatever your desert island or siberia is queen making I, I'm the looking cut f- siberia is probably more your your run um I don't agree is with is, is a queen song whether it's one or ten, is there. a queen song going to be on your top 100 to take to... Wow. You're going to do some heavy thinking, by the way. Yeah. You're going to do some... Like contemplating. You know, I, for one, probably going to have, you know, maybe a queen song. I might have a queen song on there cause just because of that energy. Just yeah, that, you need that, that. reckless abandon. Not reckless abandon. Metered abandon. <laughs> what kind of abandon do you put in there? To cautious abandonment. Cautious abandonment. <laughs> Contrived disheveledness. <laughs> Um, that's most of their reviews are those kind of two word structures <laughs> of like, you know shit sandwich r- raucous precision <laughs> you know yeah um, I would I would put them on my top hundred for for bringing bringing a tune with I me. think I could find a queen tune yeah killer queen killer queen <laughs> I love that song so I know much. that but- <laughs> uh, that's probably my favorite queen song yeah. But they, they, yeah, that that makes the top hundred. That one's in the that one makes a cut. Who that'd be a tough cut to make. Yeah, you th- it sounds like a lot of songs, but it's not a lot of songs. We've been around a, a while. We, got a, we heard a lot of songs, Chris. One from every of your favorite band, and it, it's still not enough. Yeah. Won't have to be enough. Is it gonna be enough on this episode? Hell no. I'll see you on the next episode. I absolve you. Smoke weed every day.